On the podcast this past week, we had on Tony Ruggiero. We had an amazing conversation about the realities of teaching on the PGA Tour. Tony was really candid and had some great insights into what that looks like. If you didn't catch that episode, make sure to go back and listen to that. And then after that conversation, we went through a round of quick questions so we could get to know Tony a little bit better. You have 18 holes to play with some good friends. What's your favorite game that you guys are going to play? My favorite game with or for 18 holes with friends is is always, you know, one, it would have music playing in the cart and uh, <laughs> would have plenty of Coors Light and uh, probably would play my buddy Wade Hamilton, who's a golf professional. I'm sure we would be playing and uh, we would have some sort of a Nassau bet. You know, we're pretty much just two down automatic press. You know, nothing crazy, no crazy trash. I mean, we just like to, we'll pick partners and, you know, pretty lame as far as that, but there'll be plenty of music and plenty of beer. Yes, yes. Favorite club in your bag right now? Mm, you know, my new Cleveland wedges. I mean, I love, you know, I really love my 58 degree. You know, I'd played the same old clubs for a long time. You know, I don't play a lot working and stuff. But uh, so actually last year I went to the Journey to Better at Pebble Beach and and I played with Mason Prang, who's their vice president of sales. He got so tired of me hitting outdated tricks on equipment, <laughs> you know, and, and not being able to get it in the air probably as well as yeah. I should. You know, anyways, I got a set of, I got a new set of irons and wedges. So really my whole bag is really good, you know, and, and, and I enjoy it. I mean, I actually, you know, makes you want to play more when you've got some equipment that you actually is easier to hit, easier to play and lets you feel a little bit like you're younger where you can carry the ball a little further. So actually I've, my whole bag's pretty dang good right now. So you have to play in a tournament on Saturday and you want to shoot your best score possible. Let's say it's Monday. So you have the week, right? What are you going to do? Let's say you have four hours this week to get ready for that tournament on Saturday. What are you going to do? The first thing I would do, if I mean, if obviously I'm playing in something where I've got to sign my name next to the score, I th- you know, the first thing I would do is, you know, I'd, I'd probably, I don't hit a lot of balls. So I would, I would hit some balls for probably one hour of that just to get back the feel of what I'm doing. And I would probably film it a couple of times here in my, in my studio so I could take a look at it and go back to the things that I know that I need to do when I could play some pretty good golf. And then I would do the other three hours would be, you know, probably, you know, I would probably spend an hour every evening out here on our North nine, you know, our par three golf course, hitting wedges and short shots and a lot of chipping and putting. Cause you know, you know, the one round or say, you know, a tournament next Monday, I mean, the odds that I in a week get to where I can stripe it every day aren't great, but you know, I know I'm going to, need to be able to turn some fours into threes and threes into twos and so forth. So I'm going to really probably work on a lot of stuff inside 50 yards and the ability to get it up and down. We'll end on this question. You work with a bunch of tour pros. You work with a ton of incredible juniors. When a high school golfer comes to you and says, I want to play in the PGA Tour, what do you say to him? You know, different people say different things. I'm very much aware of the odds stacked against any person that thinks they're going to be able to play the PGA tour. But I also don't ever like to squash anybody's dream. Cause I think somebody that's determined has the willpower and wants to figure it out can do it. And so, you know, my reaction to him is, okay, these are the things that you've got to be able to do from a scoring perspective. And what we need to do is I explain to him, you know, here's your skill set. And here's where your skill sets aren't as good as people that are going to be able to do that. 
And we've got to find to improve those skill sets as well as we've got to find a way to take what you can do really well and turn that into a score that makes a living doing it. And so, you know, if you ask any of my players, they would tell you I'm the I'm the glasses half full guy, right? I mean, I'm always the optimist. You know, I think my job as a teacher, as a coach, and as a mentor is to help anybody that wants to do it adapt their skill set to the ones needed to play for a living. And I know that the game has changed and that you've got to hit the ball a long way. And there's some kids that can't or some folks that can't. But, you know, our job is to find a way to maximize what they can do and help them find a roadmap to be able to do it if, if they're willing to put the effort in and they're willing to chase their dream. Brilliant. One more. I, I know I said that was the last one, but I got to ask you this. You're an instructor. You're on the cutting edge. You're one of the, the top guys out there. What do you want to see happen over the next, let's say, I don't know, three years in the world of golf instruction? What, what do you hope to see happen? In the world of golf instruction? Yep. You know, I think it would be great in the world of golf instruction if there was less of a pissing contest, you know, and, <laughs> and there was less people that went on social media and just tried to draw attention to themselves and talk about how if you don't see eye to eye with them, you're stupid. And, you know, there was more understanding that there's just a lot of different ways to do things. And, you know, there's a lot of different people out there that have success and try to understand maybe more of why people have success instead of, you know, thinking that if they're different than you or they don't understand what you're doing or don't see eye to eye, that they're totally wrong. I mean, I think if there was more understanding, I think people would get better. You know, yeah. I think you, I think, uh, I think people would learn more. I think teachers would improve more. I think there's a lot of teachers out there that are afraid for lack of a better word to ask questions or to disagree or to try to understand something for fear of somebody saying that they're an idiot because they don't understand or don't talk in a certain terminology already. And I think that's, I, I don't think that's good for the game. And, uh, I mean, yeah. you, all, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room, but I think there's a lot of folks out there on social media that are trying to show they're the smartest guy in the room. And those normally aren't the people that are actually the best. Yeah.